everybody i am joined by sean spears you can see on screen he is a member of the pinnacle and he is going to be heading into the stadium stampede match this sunday at double or nothing the inner circle and the pinnacle get to square off one more time uh we're going to be talking about that sean's resurgence with the pinnacle everything you've done in aew uh how are you doing today I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you. How about yourself? Uh, other, other than the renovation issues, other than I'm doing good. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not... Ruined the entire day, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah, I can't say I have the same problem, luckily. Yeah. There you go. You're doing very well for yourself. Uh, since you started with AEW, um, you're on a, a bigger stage. With the Pinnacle, you're on a bigger stage, and you're going to be on the biggest stage of them all this Sunday. Uh, the stadium stampede was a match that we saw created last year. It was uh, a match that came about because of the pandemic, but uh, it, it's almost like a hallmark match now for AEW. What, what are your thoughts about getting a chance to be in a match that isn't really a response to the current climate? And now it's something that AEW can hang their hat on. Well, I think the creation of it, like you said, um, is just kind of a, now it's become a, a, a staple in AEW. And that is a tip of the hat to the creative genius that is Tony Khan and the concept that he and the team kind of came up with to put all these wrestlers inside of a stadium, an empty stadium, a football field, and let them fight and let them fight everywhere and all over. Um, I think it, it caught a lot of buzz. It got a lot of eyes on AEW. It was different and it was different at a very dark time, not just in professional wrestling, but in the world. And I think it gave uh, people an escape and I think it gave them something to look forward to. So now here we are fast forwarding a year um, when the world is kind of slowly trying to open up and trying to get back to normal. Um, we're right back in the stadium stampede. Now I will say that uh, last year was very, uh, and I'll, you, I'll quote Dax Harwood, who said this last week, and I agree with him wholeheartedly that last year's Stadium Stampede was a, was a dog and pony show. It was a little comedic. It was over the top. You got to see uh, wheelchairs and you got to see big bells being used and you got to see people swimming in water and changing underwater. And, and you know, for it had every bit of entertainment aspect you can possibly ask for this year much like blood and guts, things are going to be vastly different. So uh, at least that's the plan for the pinnacle going second one ever to be in the very first blood and guts match ever here in AEW. I mean, for me, uh, how can I complain after being in this for 19 years, doing something that's relatively new or doing something for the first time within a company is fantastic. And, you know, that kind of leads me into my next question. You, you already hit on it. Like last year was very fun. It was theatrical you had the the broken elements like for, with matt hardy but you collectively the the you know you're coming off of the blood and guts match which was very violent like we saw plenty of blood like how do you try to top that if you can like do you try to are you going in and try to ramp up the violence factor like how do you approach a match like this when you're only like from three weeks ago today was the blood and guts match 
Well, we told people what to expect. At least I did. In the various interviews I did leading up to Blood and Guts, I told them uh, that they should expect nothing less of brutality. That if blood made them uneasy, if blood made them uncomfortable, if brutality made them uncomfortable, don't watch this match. I know I'm supposed to sell matches and push the company and push certain matches. I'm just going to be honest because in 2021, it's really hard to pull the wool over the eyes of the fans. It just it really is. Um, Stadium Stampede is going to be no different. Uh, except now, if we win, they break up. The inner circle is done. And the inner circle has like, you know, I don't know if they're as focused as we are. We are the top faction in AEW. And I will say that over the Nightmare family, over the factory. I will say that over the elite, over everybody there, because we're new and we're the best workers that that company has collectively together. You know, Jericho has a big Fozzie tour coming up. He's got his mind on other things. He's always got his fingers in something. So how focused is he? for this match at Stadium Stampede on Sunday. Probably not as focused as the other guys in the inner circle would probably hope he would be. So the overall theme going into this match for the pinnacle is the same as it was um, for Blood and Guts, brutality. Beat them to within an inch of their lives. Beat them to they have to give in, give up, tap out, whatever, and they disband. Instead, we continue. Yeah, we continue. There we go. Our ascension to the top in AEW. That is the plan. That has always been the plan. Double or nothing marks uh, an anniversary of sorts for you. Uh, last year, since Double or Nothing 2020, um, you, you've been on a little bit of an unbeaten streak in singles competition. Uh, you haven't lost. You had you. What like did you? Like, no, I know, like, AEW does the rankings, but, like, were you aware and following along, like, hey, I'm at, you know, this many wins and I haven't lost yet? Like, do you, right. are you a stats guy? Like, do you, like, do you follow? Those were the rankings. They put them on TV every week and it kept building 13 and 2, 14 and 2, 15 and 2. It builds and builds and builds. And no matter how much I say, hey, look, or no matter how much anybody else says, hey, look, Wrestling is going to be wrestling. One day, one second, one Wednesday, I'm in the top rankings, top five. The next week I'm out. Hmm. Hey, man, look, uh, numbers don't lie, which is funny if you really think about it, because I, I was saying that too about three or four years ago, that the numbers don't lie. It still stays the same to this very day. My record is fantastic. I haven't been beaten in a year. At least. I don't see what the problem is. I don't know why my number hasn't been called, but uh, during all that time, during that year, there has been a plan in place to get to where we are now within the pinnacle. This wasn't a last minute throw this group together. This wasn't a last minute. Hey, that guy's not doing anything. That guy's not doing anything. Let's just put him. That's not what this is. And you see a lot of factions forming in AEW. You see a lot now. Some of them are throw together. Some of them are last minute. Some of them are, well, let's fill some gaps. That's not what this is with the pinnacle. The pinnacle has been in the works for over a year since the pandemic started. I guess I should rephrase this. Were you following the fact that double or nothing marked the anniversary in that respect? Or like, are you looking at this event any differently because you lost it last year's event and this really feels like a, a full circle moment for you to celebrate, even though you're going in to uh, a match pitting faction against faction. This still is, you know, it, it, it's a total 
full circle. I can't say it any better, but you know, it's showing how much progress you've made in a past year. Do you look at it in terms of that? Um, Not necessarily. And I apologize if you had to rephrase it because I jumped all over you immediately while you were trying to get that question out. Uh, But I still stand by what I said. No, last year's match double it, I think it was a joke. It was a complete joke. Uh, the whole idea was a joke. Dustin's joke. The match was a joke. Uh, I just knew that after that match, um, things were going to change. Things had to change. And, um, you know, when Tully came back, you know, you saw some of those scathing promos that he cut. Yeah. So things were definitely going to change. Since then, I haven't exactly been keeping track. I just know that I have not lost since that time. There was a little bit of a switch in terms of character development, and there was a little bit of a um, attitude that had to be adjusted. And you know, along with Tully, and you know, behind the scenes working with MJF, and when FTR came aboard, uh, things just kind of started to fall slowly into place. The big thing, as you know, in wrestling is timing. You know, we live in a world nowadays in professional wrestling where everybody wants instant gratification, especially the audience. They want it. They want it now. So give it to us. We don't have to give it to you when you want it. You'll get it when we decide to give it to you and the best. And you will wait until we do. That's just the nature that like whether anybody wants to admit it or not, the audience is still going to watch whether they like what they're seeing or not. And they're still going to wait for what they hope will happen. It just, deci- it just depends on when we decide to actually go through with it. And when you saw the pinnacle all show up finally together against the inner circle, that was the moment. You, you kind of alluded to it. Tully like really ripped into you and that's signaled, you know, a, a change. But you've spoken in past interviews about how, you know, everything was by design, like and long term storytelling is really coming back. You know, that that's what this is. Like, I think people appreciate it. And I feel like people need to get reconditioned into the kind of storytelling that you are trying to tell instead of that instant gratification week after week after week. I think it's refreshing in that respect. But how do you feel like you can, you know, if I already mentioned, you know, looking at it from last year to this year, how can you continue to evolve yourself how can you continue to evolve as the pinnacle because we've only seen just you know one layer of what you guys can do together it's only been a a couple weeks if not a few months so Mm -hmm. so a key word and uh, I'm really glad you brought this up because it's something that I don't feel is talked about and kind of misunderstood so a key word you said there was layers And like you said, the pinnacles just got off the ground together. So that is another layer uh, for all of us that are within that faction. For me personally, over the course of my two years now in AEW, you've seen me go from, you know, cracking Cody over the head with a chair to uh, being paired with Tully. And then we did like the search for spears. And then we did a little bit of uh, the news network. And then I put on the glove and then, you know, now I'm with the pinnacle. So People will say like, oh, okay, well, that's gimmick change number four, gimmick change number five. I don't believe that a gimmick really truly exists anymore unless it is a full on, I'm wearing a, you know, duck costume and I'm flapping my arms. Okay, that's a little bit of a gimmick. But nowadays, I think we have to open our eyes or at least our minds to the fact that there are layers to a character. 
there are layers to each person's personality. So everything that I've shown in the past two years in AEW has been like layers to Sean Spears. It's still the same guy. You look at a guy like Chris Jericho. Okay. If we go back 10 years, what's Y2J? You know what I mean? We fast forward now. What's Le Champion? What is the demo God? What is the pain maker? They're not gimmicks. They're just layers to Chris Jericho. It's all the same entity. It's all the same guy. Right. So having said that, when you talk about a tag team like FTR, who is the best tag team on the planet, bar none, hands down, I don't care what anybody says, that have done everything already. Now you put them in a faction. Now they're wearing drinking wine. Are they still FTR, the ass kicking tag team that you're going to see in the ring? 100%. They're just showing a different side of their personality. It's another layer. Same thing with Max, MJF. Now he's always still, he's always had the mouth, but he can back it up when it's time to throw hands. And now he's got four or five guys behind him that'll back him up when the time comes. That's a different layer. Same thing with Wardlow. You never heard him speak until now. It's a different layer. He's still the war dog. You know what I mean? So it's given me the same opportunity to show a different side of my personality, whether I want to be a little more aggressive, a little more wide-eyed and loony. I can do whatever I want because in the world of entertainment, I get to show layers to a personality. So I think you're just seeing, like you said, the tip of the iceberg with the pinnacle. Um, but what you, what you won't see is a lot of comedy. What you won't see is us taking things lightly or taking ourselves too lightly. We take ourselves very, very seriously. We take this industry very seriously. And if you ask any one of the guys that are in the pinnacle, we've been waiting patiently too long. And quite frankly, we've been a little too nice in that wait. So our time's now. That's it. Not only that, but we've seen various levels of comedy from each respective member in the past we've seen mm. this we've seen this like you came into aew with pretty much a blank slate so the fact that you are taking and highlighting the approach that you're taking with you know being a little more serious a little too nice like we haven't seen this from you yet so i think that's also refreshing and uh you know you're you're talking about the various uh, layers. And I guess I would ask if you had to highlight a match that you've had in AEW so far, whether it was any of those eras, whether it's the current one, is there a match that highlights who you want people to see you as a performer, whether it's individual or whether it's with the pinnacle? Have you had it yet? If that's the question. I haven't had it yet. So I was trying to think if there was something, but the first thing that came, I think you saw a glimpse of it in Blood and Guts. Um, I think you've been seeing a lot more glimpses of it in a lot of the backstage and talking segments that we've done on Dynamite, uh, but it's yet to happen. Um, there are things down the line that are in the works uh, that I think you're going to be able to kind of, you know, if you have a bad opinion on me, I mean, at the end of the day, I, don't, I really don't care, but it might turn the corner for you you might go oh okay well i didn't really think he was capable of that kind of stuff like there's a lot of things physically in wrestling i can do you saw me springboard at blood and guts you saw me do a spanish fly off the middle of the ropes you saw me do all it's just i'm a big believer in with my style everything i do every movement i make is for a purpose there is no wasted movement with how i work none um and if you go back and watch some of the matches after me saying that, you'll see that everything is very deliberate. Everything is calculated and everything is 
snappy and it looks very, very good. Um, having said that, I believe down the line, there's going to be opportunities for more spotlight, especially now being within the pinnacle and being as featured as much as we are. Um, so to answer your question, I think the best is yet to come, actually. I saw this uh, earlier, so I'm going to ask a final question. What would happen if the Pinnacle sure. showed up in New Japan Pro Wrestling? <laughs> I saw you put it on Twitter. I have to ask, yep. what would happen? Well, I mean, that not that a... So when you read that, what was the first thing that popped in this? I, I don't get offended one bit. So you can say whatever you want. I just was curious what would happen. Would it be? So you're a fan of pro wrestling. Is that fair to say? Yeah. It'd be good pro wrestling, right? Long time, right? Mm-hmm. A year ago, did you ever think the possibility of a top faction that included MJF, Sean Spears, FTR, Wardlow, Tully Blanchard? Did you ever think that those guys collectively could possibly take on the Bullet Club? Maybe, maybe not. Would have never crossed your mind. The beautiful thing about AEW, beautiful thing about what Tony Khan is doing, all roads are open. All roads are open. All business opportunities are kind of on the table. As far as I know, I'm not in those meetings. I'm not a part of management, so I can only speak from what I am looking at from the outside looking in kind of thing. Um, but that's exciting. That That is actually a possibility. The possibility for us to end up anywhere uh, is exciting. So that's why when somebody asked that, hey, any chance of you ever going to work in J New Japan? I said, wouldn't it be awesome if just one night out of nowhere when no one expected it, you just saw the pinnacle walk out? Like that's wild. Who's to say the Bullet Club wouldn't show up on Dynamite one night? I mean, who's who knows, right? But the possibilities are there. And what that does is that creates excitement for the casual wrestling fan. Matches they never thought they would get to see is a possibility now. That is wild to me. When I was growing up, uh, there was wrestling on once a week. And then there was another wrestling company. And then they were on once a week. So there's wrestling on two nights a week. Now wrestling is on five times a week. That is insane to me. That is the beauty of pro wrestling. That is the, you know, popularity of pro wrestling. It's not going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger. AEW realizes that Tony Khan realizes that. So he's going to bring the audience, his audience, the best possible matches that you can probably find on this planet. He's going to do everything he can to make that happen. So uh, being in this right now, in this time is exciting because I might get to work with Gareth that I never had the chance to anywhere else. Suzuki, I'd love to work. Jay White, I've mentioned on numerous occasions publicly on Twitter that Switchblade is a guy I'd love to work. So you know, two or three, four or five years ago, I'm like, oh, it's never going to happen. Now, anything's possible. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not not just exciting for fans. You mentioned you're, you're a 19-year veteran of the business. You don't really get to do too many new things that, you know, you can plan for. So the fact that it comes up, future is exciting. But, you know, in your immediate future, it's you have... AEW double or nothing, the pinnacle versus the inner circle in stadium stampede Sunday, May 30th. Uh, best of luck to you. It sounds like you're very confident in the outcome of this match, but I will wish you the best of luck this Sunday. And thanks very much for your time today. I appreciate getting a chance to chat with you. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Enjoy the show.